A word to the wise, we are an explicit podcast tackling choicey adult themes as well as entering spoiler territory if you aren't caught up with us. We're kicking off the second book in a series, so it's best that you read the first one. Or if you don't have the book, I guess you could listen along to the previous episodes, but I highly recommend you pick up the book series. Hey there, this is Cross. And I'm PJ. And we are Words and Whiskey, a podcast for veteran and novice readers alike. We tackle fiction novels and love to talk about what we're drinking. You can think of us as your drunk weekly book club. And book club we are. We finished successfully a book. So now we're, we did. we're, we're starting book two. Feels pretty we did. good. We did. Not only did we finish a book, but we had a rep episode that I don't remember the last 20 minutes of. <laughs> So welcome to the club. Yeah, uh, it's it might have been a drinking club last week. Brother went a little hard. I he went a did. little hard. Oh, man, dude, uh, he, he had six shots lined up or something. No, he had three shots and three beers lined up. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And he had a mixed drink. So <laughs> he had a kamikaze. That was like literally. Yeah, no, 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 good, oh, good. Oh, no, no, no. It was three kamikazes and three beers. That, that makes sense. That's what it was. <laughs> After he took a dead Nazi and then he took a vodka shot. Yeah, it was a whole thing. I love good, your brother. Good work. He, good work, he absolutely embraced the spirit of the podcast when when guesting on it. And I commend him for that. Yeah, I would, I would go so far as to say like home run quality. Um, big moments there. Yep. But uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited. It's a good episode. It airs the same week that this one does. Matter of fact, you probably should have listened to it before this one. If you haven't, it's a joy as we actually do talk about the whole series uh, or the whole the whole series, the whole book, as opposed to just the the chapter that we covered that week. Yeah, it's a, and, it's a uh, nice kind of quick. To, um, I mean, it's a wrap episode, is how we internally call it. It's I not necessarily it's, quick. it's not necessarily a like summary of the book, but it is a good breakdown of our thoughts on the book in general. Yeah. All told. It's a really good time. You get a full on review kind of of the book and kind of a hindsight mirror look at it. Mm -hmm. And it's it, it was a lot of fun. And I hope that you guys have fun with it. That episode, it may be encouraged to drink along with us as I'm sure we lose our grip of reality as we proceed. Mm, we? Well, Bingham and I. Um, <laughs> I Yeah, it's we. Anyway, <laughs> I, I was like, I can't speak for you this time, but I can speak for me. I didn't have much for dinner and uh, it shows. Mm -hmm. So as we mentioned earlier, we're uh, we're on book two of the Red Rising series by Pierce Brown. This will be Golden Sun. If you're looking at your bookshelf and you can't read first, learn to read. Second, maybe invest in picture books instead. And third, it's the one that's golden. <laughs> so, uh, but as we always do, let's start out with uh, our drinks of choice for the week. Yeah. So um, given last week's stumblings. I do have to what? amend myself a little bit. Book five, Dark Age, is also gold. So it's the, the one that isn't mm. golden. Black, black and gold. Uh, <laughs> I'm the colorblind <laughs> one here, PJ. <laughs> All told, this week I am having a pour of bullet rye and i'm following that up with uh desperate times brewings desperate measures which is a red i which is a red ipa Ooh, um, in the style of very nice and 
Dude, it tastes so close to that like old yearning. Like the old deal. the old Surly the old, Furious. Yeah, the old Surly Furious. Red. I, it's one of my favorite styles. Red IPAs are so good. If any of you are in the Midwest and want to try a really good red IPA, check out Fixed Gear by Lakefront. It's a very, very good showing of that style. Real multi backbone, but not heavy. Like it's just got a nice thick flavor profile with the sort of higher hop notes. God, I I, I love it. Yeah. So that's what I decided to do this week. Um, and it's so interesting. It, they're more rare. Um, there there are definitely fewer of them mm. made. And so whenever I see one, I'm like, I gotta try it and see if I can chase that same old Red Dragon High yeah. of uh, <laughs> of the good old originals. Really furious yeah. from five years ago what are you having at its core it's another whiskey sour but oh you said you were gonna have to sell this i i did have to, I, I am gonna have <laughs> to sell this a little bit larceny bourbon which great great bourbon and probably shouldn't have made a mixed drink out of it i could have drank in it all straight and it would have been great but wanted to do something and needed bourbon and that's the only bourbon i had so larceny bourbon two ounces of larceny bourbon one ounce of lemon juice and something I made today, ginger simple syrup, which is literally, mm. uh, I, I make my simple syrups a little bit heavier than what most call for being two parts sugar, one part water. And the reason for that is simply the fact that the higher sugar content, one means you need less of it. And two means it's actually self, uh, shelf stable instead of requiring refrigeration so I can keep it on my liquor hmm. cabinet. Really, it's uh, I, I took probably half an inch of my little knob of ginger. What do you call it? I don't know. Ginger root. Ginger root. Yep. Yeah. And just chopped it up into little, I don't know, quarter inch cubes and put it in there and simmered it until it started boiling. Let it cool off before putting it into a bottle. And then just a literal twist of lemon. Like I... Made a really cute little well-cut, curled up, curly cue lemon peel. I posted a picture of it on our Discord channel internally. I'm really happy with the way it looks, but it tastes fucking delicious. I'm, I love ginger in general. The photo is going to end up on the website. It will. It will be on the website on uh, wordsandwhiskey.show slash top shelf or slash drinks. I believe it's... Oh, that's a good question. I think it's slash drinks, but if you go to wordsandwhiskey.show and click top shelf, it brings you there. Yeah, otherwise it's slash drink. Anyway, I'm following up that with a double dry hopped IPA from Drecker called a Metaphase. So that has Citra and Nelson Savine hops, and their house IPA strain yeast. Good IPA from them. And uh, that's what I got. A little bit of essentially a whiskey sour with a little bit of ginger, but it's really good and I love it. I mean, all all told, it sounds actually really good. Good. Good job selling that one. Mm -hmm. I would. uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good good work. With that, let's start talking about Golden Sun and man, oh, man, I'm I'm so excited Um, to me. This is. Man, I don't I don't want to I'm trying to be team no hype to some degree, <laughs> um, but I can't I can't in this circumstance. This book I've been is fiending like, for reading some more of this because you've made me like wait almost a month now since we finished the last episode of actual reading. So to catch everyone up, we we originally started this podcast with a bit of a delay just to make sure that we could edit all of the episodes on time and get them out. So we weren't quite reading along at the same rate. 
Now we're going to be reading along at about a half week ahead or so, just for the inside baseball purposes of things. But we'll be basically reading with you the whole time. PJ will be experiencing the book in live time and may even tweet it just for fun. Um, experiences I might. In the I'm bad at social media. I know you are. This is me encouraging you and pressuring you to socially. So, mm. all right, well, we'll see if it works. I don't know. No, no. You've already got no me promises. to read. Don't push your luck. A bucko. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, so it, Golden Sun to me is like the Empire Strikes Back of this entire series. It's just so fucking good. And I'm so excited to get into it. All right. With that, with that, without like talking more about that comparison, uh, let's start off by having you read the inside cover. Um, all told, I know that the inside cover is more of a catch up for people who haven't read it, but to keep with kind of tradition, go ahead. All right. So the inside cover of Golden Sun by Pierce Brown. As a red, Darrow grew up working in the mines deep beneath the surface of Mars, enduring backbreaking labor while dreaming of the better future he was building for his descendants. But the society he faithfully served was built on lies. Darrow's kind have been betrayed and denied by their elitist masters, the Golds, and their only path to liberation is revolution. And so Darrow sacrifices himself in the name of the greater good for which Eo, his true love and inspiration, laid down her own life. He becomes a gold, infiltrating their privileged realm so that he can destroy it from within. A lamb among wolves in a cruel world, Darrow finds friendship, respect, and even love, but also the wrath of powerful rivals. To wage and win the war that will change human, uh, humankind's destiny, Darrow must confront the treachery arrayed against him, overcome his all-too-human desire for retribution, and strive not for violent revolt, but for a hopeful rebirth. Though the road ahead is fraught with danger and deceit, Darrow must choose to follow Eo's principles of love and justice to free his people. He must live for more. Bam! You know, all told, live for more. Still, like, still a little, little shivery every time that a comes up. A little bit. Um, it, it feels like that got a little lost towards the end of the last book, the mm -hmm. live for more thing. And I, I guess it, it didn't have a place to ring through so much explicitly, but it's nice that that kind of is coming back a little bit, at least in the promotional text on the inside of the cover of the next book. Yeah, I, I, I can definitely agree with you. I feel like the there was a moment um, in like the last hundred pages or so where he had explicitly mentioned that he had to live for more and that like EO's dream was fading into the backdrop in the premise or, or being surrounded by the game and actively playing the game. He was kind of losing sight of the overall goal, mm -hmm. which is a good injection of of kind of reality. So, yeah, definitely, definitely like that mention. Um, the typical things that you'd expect from a Pierce Brown book at this point, which is uh, treachery, all kinds of betrayal, all kinds of fun, fun chaos, fun stuff. So. There's not a whole ton to talk about, but I do have a couple of questions that we can go into. So let's ask first, what's not going to happen in Golden Sun? What do you think is not likely to happen? I, like could occur, but won't. Darrow successfully creates and mounts a revolution and overthrows the entire Golden government and uh, wins. Why do you say that? Because there's three more books after this. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no i i get that that makes sense that that makes sense yeah there's there's currently three books after this there's an expectation of a book six perhaps might be done and edited and out by the time we get close to the end of dark age in our podcasting schedule so all right <laughs> we, 
we might have to adapt and live with the times as that happens. So what what else? What else do you think is not going to happen? You know, Darrow's just going to realize that Emperor Nero's a pretty cool dude. And uh, he's going to kind of forget about Eo and her thoughts and forget about Mustang and forget about everything and just kind of be exactly who Emperor Nero wants him to be. Not Emperor, Arch Governor. <laughs> yeah, close. He's basically Emperor in a way. I mean, um, we'll move past that and uh, we'll, we'll go to we'll go to the open ended question. <laughs> what do you think is going to occur in the next book? Mm. Um, yeah, we talked about a lot. A lot in the episode with Bing and kind of dissected the book we backwards did, we, and forwards. We did talk about this a lot. Um, but, you know, if you had to make a couple of succinct predictions, what would you choose? I think Darrow and Mustang let their relationship blossom a little bit more. Maybe a little bit secretly, just based on the dynamic of the employment of Darrow. But I think they they let it sort of, they, they start feeling things out a little bit more and in a little bit less of a stressed environment, kind of see where things go. I think that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the one I really have a good grip on, like what I think will happen. I think he'll also start to make some very strategic alliances. I don't know, maybe some unconventional players in the gold society as a means of potentially bolstering his recruiting for later when he when he decides to mount an actual revolution that's interesting it's vague i know that's vague and i i don't really have a more specific like way to describe it but totally totally and I'm, i'm with you on your description i think what would be interesting to kind of follow that up with is what do you think the context of the next book is the previous book, the context was the obviously the Institute um, and going through all of the trials associated with it. What mm. do you think is going to be the basis of the next book? So we, we talked about this before in, yeah. in the previous episode, and uh, I forgot the name of it and I forgot it again. Like I, I forgot it during that episode and I forgot it again. What's the school that he's like now in line to go to? Um the academy the academy potentially? yes i think okay. this is going to be an interim between the institute and the academy i think it's going to be hmm. sort of almost a an interlude internship within the society as far as like what he his role is during the course of this book where he's going to get a lot of real world experience and like really learn what it's like to be a gold as opposed to what it's like to be a, a peerless guard is he officially a peerless guard yet oh yeah yeah. I mean, all told, he earned the peerless, like he earned the scar in the Institute. Yes. Right. But they there was no like ceremony where they like cut their cheek, like the, the sigil of all the peerless scar. Right. So I, I don't know where that, I don't know. I don't know what that leaves us with, but. I, I guess, I guess the, the conclusion there is that he's earned the scar, but not yet adorned. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if that was another step at the academy or something like that. I think I can clarify without spoiling anything that it isn't. It's supposed to be earned on the outside of the Institute. Right. That I feel like that was described. Definitely. The point of the Institute was to earn the scar and kind of the place that you would be inside of society as a whole mm-hmm. or the society as a whole. So yeah, that plays. And that's what I've got as far as predictions go. Oh, I am going to continue recording. Crossland dropped out. He is of course a butthole. So <laughs> I don't think we should cut that out. 
I don't think we should cut it out either. <laughs> um, so um, any other any other kind of predictions along the lines that you're saying, if you think that it's between the Academy, anything else? Unlike Bingham, I don't believe Severo dies. Oh, yeah. Bingham was very into the Severo dies camp. <laughs> he was. I don't understand where that came from. I think it was because it was a meaningful sacrifice. Yeah, I kind of understand it. But I think he does. He and Fitchner specifically together, I think, will play maybe a meaningful but quiet part in a a meaningful but quiet importance in Darrow's life going forward. Okay, cool. So what do you want to see in this next book? Like, what do you is there anything you want to see inside of the book? Carnage. Okay, well. Practically guaranteed. What else? I want to see Darrow give, like, open up to Mustang and give her the Hamathus? Hamathus? Hamathus. Hamathus. Petal. Yep. Or uh, blossom. 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 There's the word. Yep. Um, I don't necessarily care if it goes further than that, but I think that would be a very emotionally, emotionally meaningful step um, towards, I don't want to say getting over, but moving on past EO. And maybe that's something he should be staying rooted to, but I, I think the connection that EO has to Mustang through this, the Persephone song will be strong enough in his mind to keep him focused on his goals. Mm-hmm. And maybe now that he's not constantly being surveyed, he will share who he truly is with somebody, probably several. I think I think Severo will be the one that he first opens up to about who he actually is and why he's actually there. That makes sense. I'm I'm down with that prediction. Any other thoughts on, on what you want to see? I like those. I, I want to see Arch Governor Nero be an absolute jackass to everybody that he talks to. Excellent. Excellent. I'm uh, I'm also in on that dream. Yep. Um, so final, <laughs> just final question. A nice like light butterfly effect within my body while I read that. Final question I have lingering for you. What characters, character or characters, are you most excited to return to and see in this context outside of the Institute? Severo. Absolutely Severo. He's the most interesting. Hmm. Um, We already know. I mean, obviously Darrow. That's a given and kind of a cop-out answer. So I'm saying Severo. And and Fitchner. And Fitchner, his dad. I want to see what he's like as not a proctor. Okay. That's that's interesting. Any other characters? Mm, ooh, the jackal. The jackal. Okay. Mm, he's going to be a sniveling little dweeb of a fuck. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm I'm I mean on that description, it's interesting. <laughs> um I I I got to say like one of the, a couple of the things that like linger that I kind of question your feelings on are Roke going into the next book, Antonia going into the next mm-hmm. book, Cassius. I think those are the big 3. Okay. To address. Cassius, I think, will kind of take the back burner for a while because okay. of how violent the outburst from him was at their last meeting. I, I think that'll be he'll be mentioned. I don't think they'll have a confrontation until a couple books later. It's it's worth mentioning at this point because it's also not spoilers because it's definitely printed in a number of places. They're kind of two separate trilogies. Really? Just to kind of frame it for you. Okay. Yeah. The two sets. Then absolutely, I think Cassius will be towards the end of book three. They call it the saga in the same way that you'd call it like the Skywalker saga, right? So it's the Red Rising saga. 
This first one is the Red Rising trilogy, and the second trilogy doesn't have, I think, branding the so same different way. different than Hitchhiker's but, Guide to the Galaxy, which I know we've talked about. Yes, right. We, I think we <laughs> mentioned it like every other episode. I think we do. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Either that or Ender. Like, we definitely have like two mainstays yep. uh, for references yeah, we do. To, to hit with you. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. But yeah, just to just to kind of frame it into uh, that that's non spoilery context that there are five books, and the first three are treated as a trilogy, and the second two so far it, it it's been announced that it's a second trilogy. So all told, they're like different arcs. No more than that. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so yeah. we talked about Cassius. So uh, Antonia and Roke, I think, are the other two. I think they'll both end up with in similar positions as Darrow is with lesser commanders or whatever you want to call them. But I think they'll get regular communication with Darrow and it'll be touching, but maybe not super meaningful. But Antonio is a dick. Fine. Final comment, though, on in terms of characters and references. How do you feel about Tactus maybe going into the next book? that i don't know i don't know about tactus okay i think um i i really don't i don't i don't know i could put i could lump them in or lump him in with the other two but i don't necessarily i think it'll be a little bit more prominent than that maybe he'll end up actually on the same like grounds as darrow that'd be interesting if he's also working for the archer governor yeah no i i agree with you i think that's definitely an interesting context i think that there's a world in which tactics makes sense as an inferior and someone like roke might be close to an equal and so as such he's strong like he he's definitely got chops and i i, I think he'd probably shake out as one of the top contenders for the like best students of the class but yeah. we also don't know a ton about him comparatively so i i think it'd be really interesting to have him become one of the more main characters along with darrow so final final couple of things um do you have any lingering questions before going into this book or do you have any questions for me that i can answer i don't think so you you and i have had such like in-depth conversations both on and off the air that i i feel like i've got a pretty firm grip on what has been happening um that i don't really have any anything that comes to mind that i really have a like burning question about there's nothing in your mind tearing wanting to tear into this next book well like yes but you that want you to can know. answer like oh yeah yeah but like <laughs> what questions do you have going into the next book as well like what what are what are some like lingering questions that exist um when does dancer come back when does dancer or anyone from the sons of aries make another appearance and that that said does anyone that we've been exposed to already have connections and ties to the sons of aries like the rage night i don't know but i think so for some reason hmm. interesting lauren yeah lauren al arcos he's he's the dude he's the man he's the rage Knight. i am i am making that call i feel like he is at least in contact with the sons of aries and dancer specifically i think that was a big point of conversation in our last episode it was i would I would have a more clearer vision of that episode if I could remember it clearly, um, mm -hmm. but I cannot. So, yep. yeah. Interesting. That's the, uh, the concept of our entire podcast. So I'm glad you're uh, finally falling in line. Oh, God. Yep. <laughs> Generally speaking, I'm the guide, but man, oh, man, did the guide go off the rails last time? Yeah. No, I, I definitely, definitely understand that. Mm -hmm. So all told, any anything else? No. 
Cool. This is obviously a short one comparatively to uh, most of our other podcasts. But um, yeah, as we mentioned, this is going to be released with what, three or as, as a set of three for the week? <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's going to be a set of three for the week. If you're following along, you've already heard our wrap up episode, which came out on Monday or Tuesday. I think we're going with Monday. I think Monday. Um, which is so it's going to come out on Monday. It should be very, very good. Very exciting. Uh, and then today you're going to get this episode talking about Golden Sun, as well as our episode on a short story. PJ's first experience even with Stephen King called Lori. It's a it's a fine episode for a fine short story. It exists. It's a it's a short story. It's a short story. Yeah. So all told, glad, glad we read that. But you're getting kind of a double dipping with us today. This week, you're mm-hmm. getting like an extra half hour or something like that between three episodes. Uh, so should be good yep. with that next week we are going to be reading until chapter eight until chapter eight which on our copies not, is page not 58. through not through until up until so, chapter so eight through chapter seven so yep. our, our copies know. we have the hardcover it's yeah page 58 you get a little little yeah. preamble in there as well but other than that sounds good right. i'm excited you confuse me chapter eight I am actually going to be putting out a calendar so that you can read and know exactly what episodes, what pages, even ahead of time. So we'll have those broken out for you so you can see them and you know track the release dates of episodes and everything like that up through the release date of our wrap up of this episode. So you'll get that part of the calendar and then with the next book following, etc. Thank you for listening to Words and Whiskey. We hope you've built up a tolerance to us. Subscribe to us on your preferred platform like Overcast, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, or whatever else you use. And check us out at our website, wordsandwhiskey.show. We filled our top shelf with our favorite cocktail recipes as well as other important information for you. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at wordswhiskeypod. All those links and more can be found in our show notes. A five-star rating on the platform of your choosing goes a long way to springing us up on them leaderboards and getting us noticed. We're just two dudes helping encourage people to read and get out of their comfort zone while thinking critically about literature. Thanks for listening, and we bloody damn better see you next week.